Well, hello, and welcome to Counterculture Catch-Up, where we recap our weekly discussion. Our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every topic. To my left is our associate pastor here at Freedom Church, Jamie. I like to call him the sometimes insufferable pastor. And uh, my name is Joel. Glad that you are joining us tonight. Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm good. You know, it's late. I'm a little tired. This is our inaugural podcast. So uh, we picked a great subject tonight to go over. Um, it's something that we really have a, a good handle on. Um, <laughs> all, the, all the science associated with, you know, astronomy and <laughs> the age of the earth. And what was it? The distance of light. Yeah. The cooling curve and, and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. Spectral index. Anistrophic yeah. synchrony convention. <laughs> all the classic stuff. I, oh, yes, sorry. Yes, come on. But and isotropic. Oh, you know this. <laughs> I just heard about it today, actually. But I do know everything about it now. Oh, yes. of course. Well, we watched the debate tonight um, with Hugh Ross and, uh, Jason Lyle. and Jason Lyle. Thank you. I'm a little slow. I know. I know. It's late. Um, but uh, but before we get into that, I'd like to just go over what um, what counterculture is all about. Mm -hmm. You know, our goal, we meet on Friday nights at 7.30 if uh, you're uh, welcome to come out, if you can make it. Um, Unless you're Freedom in Bulgaria. Church in Jay. And, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. If you're well, in Bulgaria, yeah. you probably aren't yeah, going to make it. probably not. Yeah. Um, that would be really interesting. If you are in Bulgaria, please comment because that would be really interesting too. <laughs> awesome. But... Uh, but anyway, so what we try and do is to, to, to look at the different things in the culture, look at science, look at pretty much everything, and it kind of goes with what Joel's Open was, that we want to test everything biblically, you know, really challenge what we think, uh, our presuppositions, our current understanding of things, and see if, if it lines up biblically. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so the whole class, we, we, we go through uh, all, all manner of subjects, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's a good opportunity to sit down, have an open discussion, have a forum. It's really kind of a forum set up where, you know, maybe we'll watch a video like we watched some of the debate. And uh, mm -hmm. the first, actually, it's our second week with this subject. And um, there's a lot of material there, but there was a lot of good conversation, I yeah. think. Right. Yeah. Well, whenever we get a chance to go over a topic, sometimes you're like, I just want I don't even know what the views are in this field. And then it's like, are there some that I want to like totally stay away from? Or are there some where it's like, no, this is actually like it's an in-house debate for Christians to have. And it's one because there are spots on either side where it's like, I don't think you can really go there, you know. Um, but to have an open mind about it, it's one of my favorite things about counterculture. We'll just bring in. We'll, we'll go through a video, we'll go through a topic, and be like, let's d decide from the Word of God. Let's see where it falls short, or if it's true, then we should believe it. Because yeah, truth I mean, is truth, right, James? Amen. Truth is truth, and truth is God's truth, really. I yeah. mean, if it's... And truth is, is consistent. And, I mean, unfortunately... I, well, f and, and fortunately as well, I, it's kind of kind of a weird well, which one is paradox. <laughs> well, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's next week on counterculture. Yes. No, but that's all yeah. good. But I think it would be good to segue from that into our topic tonight because 
um, you know, one of the things as we were going through the debate, this is a debate we'll put in the description in this, uh, the YouTube video here. Um, one thing that we d decided and discussed was that this is an in-house debate. And also we discussed why it matters, right. right? And what's the importance of if the earth is billions of years old or if the earth is only thousands of years old, does this impact our belief? And if so, how can we talk to other people in the culture? You know, counterculture is all about going against what the secular culture is bringing to us and influencing that with the kingdom of God instead right. and saying there's a better way than what the secular uh, world has given them. So how does this topic touch on that? Um, and maybe I'll start actually answering my own question because I was thinking about this. <laughs> Never ask a question that you don't know the answer to already, right? That's what, no, no. Somebody said Somebody that. said that once. Um, but I was discussing with a friend of mine who recently has become a skeptic of Christianity, right. right? And one of the reasons that he became a skeptic was he couldn't square science, quote unquote, with what the Bible says, quote unquote, right? And so then I have I've been able to have really good discussions with him, but it's been pretty hard to get through to him, and especially more hard if I don't know where I stand on this topic. How can I try to help somebody who's like, well, Science says we don't need God for the world to have existed and that evolution and all of that is true and is fact. So if I don't have any answers to that, I'm going to look kind of like a fool to him, you know, and just be like, well, you just believe it on faith. Sure. It's like, well, faith, there's also good evidence that when you put your faith in Christ, it's not blind faith, right? There's evidence and there's reasons why we have our faith. Sure. And that could be a good way to witness or to evangelize or to help somebody who is questioning these kind of things. Right. Yeah. And uh, the just being able to discuss the, the, uh, these kind of things and looking at them really, really gets you to dig into the scripture, too. It really gets you to challenge, mm -hmm. again, like I said, challenge kind of what you think about things, looking at truth. And what I was going to say before with the fortunately and unfortunately <laughs> was that um, subjects like these, you, you run into two people who, are, who, who love God, you would assume. I mean, they, they both claim mm -hmm. Christianity. They, they know the word. They're, they seem like really solid people, but they're on, they, they have opposing viewpoints on how they understand the scripture. And what's... And, and the, the, the science, you know, they disagree on some of the science stuff. Right. And what's, what's, what's unfortunate about it is that we, like, we don't get all the answers, mm -hmm. you know. But, but, there's the, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, uh, one of the ladies in the class tonight, Linda, you know, she had said that, um, you know, it... it you know, there's things that we're not going to know mm -hmm. because God is God and we're, we're just people, right. you know, so we have his word, we have his revelation, you know, um, that revelation is complete, but it is, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't answer everything, Yeah. you know, so, so looking into these things, you know, you may not come, come out with like a solid answer, mm -hmm. but, but it, at least you're looking into it, you right. know, at least you're willing to challenge, you know, what you think and, right. and, it, and hear another opinion, yeah. hear somebody else's opinion that, 
maybe you know you wouldn't be comfortable with yeah but learn how to be comfortable with it because you know people have have opinions you know that have been established by a whether it's their experience mm -hmm. or what they've been taught and maybe maybe it's tradition mm -hmm. you know that's that's been you know thousands of years of tradition right you know different religions things like that yeah and uh to give them at least uh the opportunity to to explain well this is this is why i think this and then then mm -hmm. it gives us at least it, it helps us build rapport so we can we can have a conversation with people and get to hopefully get to a place where we're sharing Christ with them. Right. You know, yeah, that's, that's the, the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate you know? goal, exactly. And that's so. the one thing that our faith rises and falls on. <laughs> right. You know, this discussion, it's important, and it's, in many cases, fun in the sense of it's like, wow, we get to explore this, like, sure. vast universe that God's created. Um, but at the end of the day, if you believe that Jesus is Lord and that he rose from the dead, then that is what our faith right. rests on. Right. And that's the most important thing. Right. But I can't tell you how many times, just having started counterculture a couple of years ago, that I've gone into a night being like, oh, I already know where I stand on it. Right. And then we hear two different views, and I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting thought, even if I don't fully subscribe to it. Sure. It's just opening up a different line of thought from mostly completely godly, sold-out men for, for the gospel. Right. And you know, to me, it's like, well, if they're on my team— if they're my brother in Christ and my sister in Christ, then I should be open to what they have to say without being like, no, I don't believe that. Right. With, well, it's okay that you don't believe that, but are you giving a fair chance that you might need to relook at this from sure. scripture? You know? Sure. Yeah. It's, you're, you're already um, possibly, well, you're already judging, you know, yeah. like you're already making a judgment that these, these folks aren't, aren't, aren't where they're supposed to be. You know? Right. And right. Uh, they just don't know yeah, what I know. Right. And so so it's just a bad place to be. You know, I think in in whatever conversation you're in, you know, having that that place of humility and understanding. I think you had mentioned something tonight. Um, you have to tell me what it is before I agree or disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it had to do with that. It was like when mm -hmm. you're, you're having a discussion, having that kind of understanding, mm -hmm. you know, and you used specific words which seem to be better than the words Woo! that i'm using nice. specifically okay i'm glad that we so, can't share them with our audience <laughs> yes it'd be great if you could remember what you <laughs> <Yeah>. said <laughs> well anyway ice I, cores. You, I don't even know what the, the topic is that you were talking orbital about. Ex, eccentricity. oh yes yes no um but uh, yeah it's just just having uh um being being humble enough uh to to at least hear someone else. Right, you know? exactly. It's really yeah. just, just that. that, that um, anything it, that it drives you anything that drives you into Scripture in a deeper way right. is a good thing. Absolutely. Especially because Absolutely. If, if Scripture is the Word of God, which it claims to be, then it should be able to be pressed down yeah. as far as you can press it, and it comes out true. Right. And well, we shouldn't like, have to fear that. Right. You know? and, and that's, you know, and this kind of fits with uh, this subject that we were going over because it's science, you know, I tried to try to encourage when I was doing the bio class over here mm -hmm. um, for the co-op. We have a homeschool co-op, which is awesome. By the way. Um, but uh, to encourage the kids not to be afraid to look into the telescope, mm -hmm. not to be afraid right. to look into the microscope, because the, the more we look into it, mm -hmm. the more we see the evidence for yep. uh, 
a creator. Yeah. You know, it's it's not less. We see more right. evidence. Right. You know, what was the and, book you were talking about by uh, Metaxas, right? Yeah, uh, Eric Meta- Metaxas has a book. I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I have it. Okay. I didn't order well. it yet. I'm gonna probably, but I believe it's called um, <laughs> the End of Atheism. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and it's interesting because you know his approach is that atheism really is on its way out because of science. And that's an interesting point too, because mm-hmm. atheism has built their, their theology mm-hmm. of atheism on science. Mm-hmm. And now the thing that is their foundation is actually coming against right. their belief. Not, you know, it's not just crumbling, you know, yeah. their belief is crumbling, but what they've, what they, their, um, we'll say their canon, you know, <laughs> right. is science and science is saying something in opposition to mm-hmm. what they want. Yeah. And it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah. And yeah. age too. Like when somebody said their, their God is time. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it was Francis Schaeffer. We were going over, uh, right. Maybe something like that, which we, I think we're going to go over again soon. Good. <clears throat> yeah. We should. I like that. Yeah. yeah. The truth. Oh, no, the truth. no. How then shall we yes. live? Right. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, but if you just give enough time, right, then there, anything could have evolved sure. from whatever, you know, and, you know, even both of these people who were debating today that we listened to today, um, they're both like, there, is, there wouldn't be enough time. You know, I don't know how many trillions of years you would have to have for like something to actually have evolved that way. So that, that was comforting to me to know that neither of them are saying you know, evolution is true in, in the macro sense, right, right of monkeys to animals or stuff like right. that you know so yeah so with that to transition into kind of the meat of the debate tonight and what we were what we we're going over um it was interesting that the moderator frank turek who is an apologist himself uh he wanted to keep the subject on science and he didn't want to go into the arguments from scripture one way or the other because that would be a completely different he just had to focus on one aspect yeah. of it right um but what it definitely seemed like to me was Jason Lyle, who is the Young Earth uh, proponent, was saying, we don't really know that much about science in terms of a, this is a definitely, this is how old this rock is. Right. This definitely is how old age it. was his thing. Yeah. You know, arguing that you can't really know the age of something yeah. unless you have both points, the beginning and, right. and the current. Right. You know. So then from there, it was very like skeptical about science, the secular or perceived what's the word i'm looking for the given more of the the um, accepted, naturalist the accepted naturalist scientific at, yeah. yeah and so then the reason for that is because the way that he's uh, reading scripture from genesis mainly right. where it says god created in six days and he made the stars and it's just like just like that he made the stars it's not <clears throat> well the stars had to form from from gas and then it took however many billion years for it to get right, there you know right. It's like, well, scripture says he made the stars, so it could have just been boom, and that's it. So there didn't need to be that much time for that. So he was mainly arguing from scripture, which is not a bad idea. But that's not really where that de- this debate was like formed to answer as much as the scientific evidence for either the young earth or the old earth. Sure. So then Hugh Ross, the old earth proponent, He's got numbers everywhere. He's an he's amazing got, mind, yeah. really. I mean, he's the numbers that he, like, he just knows his stuff. Right, yeah. You know, which is pretty cool, really. Yeah. But I, I think that um, 
if they were, I think they both would have been open to a, to a yes. biblical debate, yeah. you know, so, but, but it, for whatever reasons, just how it was set up. Yeah, I guess time. I guess, or... I don't know if it was at the uh, Southern, what was it, the SES? Yeah, Southern Evangelical Seminary, yeah. I believe yeah. is where um, it is. So maybe that was just how they wanted it set up or whatever. Yeah, but both of them, like, this is their thing. Right. You know, it's not like somebody, it's some off topic. Like if we debated this, where we'd be like, okay, <laughs> two buffoons talking about something they don't know about. That would be fun. Well, just like this. <laughs> just like you, two buffoons talking about something we don't know about. <laughs> exactly. We're, welcome <laughs> aboard. More, more buffoons to join us. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is both of their lives, right? Jason Lyle works right. with Answers in Genesis right. and Ken Ham and that whole thing. And he's the astrophysicist, you know, Are people there. still work there? Apparently, yes. <laughs> I hear that they run their company like a zoo, though. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, AIG. <laughs> um, and then uh, Hugh Ross, like, he's written many books on this exact subject. So um, they're right in their wheelhouse, you right, know, in their right. field, and um, which does give a little more pressure to their points. You know, they're not saying this might be, you know, one of the way. Like Hugh Ross is like, this is exactly how old the earth is. We can tell from. Oh, it was pretty, it was pretty know, like. Pretty precise. Yeah, yeah. really precise. And when you're talking about billions too. of years, to be precise is not easy. Yeah. 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 Which is, it's pretty amazing. Just uh, uh, all the detail that they both had, you know. Yeah. And it was, it was good. You know, it was, uh, it was good to, to, uh, to, to hear all those things, although super hard to understand it's like yeah. learning another language yeah. you know um and i love science you know and this is like it's still it's way over. so far yeah. beyond what what you normally think about unless you do it you know like you're right. into it my wife actually is probably gonna be getting into a little bit of this because she's gonna be teaching astronomy at the co-op this year why so. isn't she up here then i know she should probably be here actually <laughs> she's probably if i could ever get her in front of the microphone in front of a video camera <laughs> that would be pretty amazing um, just dress her up like you it's just not it's just not her thing and that's okay it's okay i do enough talking for both of us for sure yes that is for sure um but yeah so so maybe we can get into some like specific, transition yeah yeah Let's some specific get, points and arguments yeah, um, let's get into some of that. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, oh. we could talk about their openings a bit, you know, yeah, which sure. again, it's, you know, I would encourage you guys, we're going to have the link, we'll have the link at the bottom, uh, underneath the video to watch this debate. Mm -hmm. And because we're not going to do it justice with the, no. the actual science here. Um, but it's, it is really, it's well put together, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, Hugh Ross, when he, he, I think he opened, right. He was the first one to open. Yeah. Um, but he was talking, he talked about a bunch of different things. You know, he was talking about expansion rate. He was talking about the cooling curve. Um, the E equals MC squared, you know, related right. to the speed of light right. and, you know, and spectral index, the inflation, uh, of the universe. And then also uh, I believe that has to do with, with the, uh, the energy inside the universe, you know, and how tightly it's held together, you know, and that it can't be too close together mm -hmm. and it can't be too far apart because everything is tied together in the right. universe, you know, the energy, but, um, yeah, if anything is one millimeter yeah. <clears throat> off pace, then we'll, yeah, it could, it could know, be I, we'll I, more, probably more in our, more in our atmosphere or our, our, um, 
what is it? Whatever it's called. Galaxy? No. Universe? No. no. Solar Milky system. Way? Oh, solar yes. System. Okay. Solar system. Um, but but uh, it has uh, you know it has to do with the the energy. So you need just the right amount of connection there mm -hmm. within the the universe. And then uh, you got into radiometric decay right. rates, which is probably something that most most Christians, you know, who are interested in apologetics have mm -hmm. run into that a little bit, mostly with carbon-14, mm -hmm. or I believe it's uranium. Mm -hmm. uh, I forget the number. But what they use to determine the age of rocks right. and things like that, geology stuff. So, But there are so many other radio... Uh, radioactive mm -hmm. isotopes that are are evident throughout the 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 stars and, right. and all this and and so and they and you know with those isotopes you know they produce like when that when like say uh, plutonium you know decays it produces xenon gas mm -hmm. you know so and this is kind of like where Hugh Ross is building this this case and he's He's looking at it from a perspective that, um, uh, what did what did Lyle call it? What did that? Uh, it's not naturalistic, but um, uniformitarianism. Yeah, uniformitarianism. Right. So that so that because it follows this pattern, and that's what we observe now, that it had to follow the same pattern. That it always followed. It that. always followed right. that pattern, and and that's not to say like he didn't say that God didn't create it. Right. You know, like, of course, God brought everything into existence. Yeah. But he's established a system, you know, that works. And uh, and we do see that, you yeah. know, and we can use those things. So I kind of I understand his yeah. his his uh, his point of view for that. Yeah. You know, so like, and then ice yeah. cores, orbital eccentricity mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess my thing with that, I, I think Jason Lyle, the young earth guy, was kind of saying the same thing in the sense of now and pretty much since the beginning of creation, well, right after the beginning of creation, we do have uniform, uniform, uniformity. There we yes. go. Okay. Uniformity? No, it's no. uniformitarianism. Okay. T-shirts are, are later. Un uniformitarianism. <laughs> yes. But that wouldn't work in the form of the word I was trying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're going to make a uniformitarian. <laughs> 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 um, where was I? Um, no, what, but what Jason Lyle's point was is after when God creates the stars or the earth, he creates it out of nothing. That's, that's how it's kind of portrayed in Scripture. So right. as, as opposed to like a Big Bang or the singularity, right, where all of the matter, yeah, everything, everything yeah. on earth is in the smallest form in of the universe. Yeah, in the universe, universe right. And then from there, the Big Bang kind of shoots everything off. And, well, the way that Jason Lyle is saying, well, how Scripture is pr proposing it is there's nothing. God says, boom, there's something. Right. Right. And that it wasn't the singularity. It was God created the earth out of nothing, the stars out of nothing, you know. And he just hung them in, in space just right away. And so once that has all been established— um, and there is the plants, there's the, all the animals. Everything is now created out of nothing. I think that's a big difference. Then you have the uniform, uniformitarianism where everything follows suit with the laws of physics, yeah, physics that we, logic, yeah. you know, everything, you know, music, yeah. everything that's created already 
out of nothing. Right. Right. Now we see, and, and it even says in Genesis, which I brought up in the, when we were talking afterwards, um, in Genesis chapter eight, where it says that God established time, seasons, summer, winter, and the cold and the right, hot right. and days and nights. <clears throat> and, yeah, that's a really you know, good Summer point, and harvest. Yeah. But he did that after the creation of everything. And so the creation wouldn't have to have followed the same laws, if you will, that we see now because they weren't even established right. until that point, which would have been after the creation. Right. So, so now they're both seeing the uniformitarianism. I, I, things are the way that they are now, but that doesn't mean that they always were sure. that way. Sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point for sure. And that Genesis 8 is great. Um, it's Genesis 8, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really pretty cool to bring mm-hmm. that out. Um, but yeah, yeah. so the, I think one of, one of Lyle's biggest things also in his open, it seemed that he was really focused on understanding that you, you can't determine something's age mm-hmm. without seeing the, the, the starting the point. Starting point yeah. You know, and... And I kind of get that, although I, I'm, I'm not 100% yeah. on that, you know, because there, there are things that, you know, maybe you couldn't prove it to the, to the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking billions of years or, yeah. or thousands of years. Even with that, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, um, you know, how close can you get? But I feel like if you, if you look, at, look at it from the what we can observe and then uh apply that you know without so there there has to be a you have to be careful with that right because we don't want to you don't want to you don't want to apply things to other things that really shouldn't be applied yeah and in like a different category yeah that or or even with science it's so hard because to do actual science you it needs to be testable right. i mean that's the biggest problem well one of the biggest problems with uh, evolutionary biology mm-hmm. is that you know macroevolution darwinian evolution mm-hmm. you know that we you cannot test it it's not testable mm-hmm. so everything is conjecture yeah everything is well because this happens at this level Mm -hmm. it it must happen at this level right that's just not it's not science yeah you know it's it's uh it's it's still hypothesis at that point right you know you make that hypothesis to the next level and Mm -hmm. say i am hypothesizing that this is going to happen Mm -hmm. from you know and you're going from now you're you're changing from species to to kingdom or family, mm-hmm. you know, species to family, it's a whole different world. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and there's no evidence. No. To back well, and that I guess up. that the only way out of that is time, yeah. which is where it's like, well, how could we see it? Well, it's like, you still would see pretty big transitions somewhere in the fossil sure. record, you know, and the things that they've come up with as proof just have not been sure. satisfying, you know, that there are any, anything different other right. than what we see today or at least something very similar you know? well and it's funny because now that we're we're talking about something completely different yes you know because neither so, of them believe this yeah, yeah. N- neither of them believe it but also um it's important for us to to make sure that we're we're comparing apples to apples yeah. you know and so when you're looking at and 
maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think I no. think this is right. Yeah. That if you are if you're looking at astronomy, if you're looking at geology, if you're looking at well not even geology, really. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at chemistry, physics, those kind of things, you know, and you can't compare that to biology. You know, it's a it, it's a different thing altogether. Like those those are they're established laws, you know, and so they've been, you can, you can see them in action. You can test them consistently. They've Mm -hmm. been proven or they, they show themselves to be the same in every situation. Right now, you talk to a physicist or, or, or even a, a good chemist or any good scientist would have to say, is there a possibility that, that something could change? Sure. They would mm-hmm. have to say that if they're if they're a true scientist, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so scientists don't believe they're proving anything, right? You know, they're just this is what the evidence shows us right now. This is what we got, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's so. So you want to be careful conflating those kind of sciences yeah. with like right, you know, um, biological mutations, yeah. Which you know, yeah, we see mutations, but they're so varied. Yeah. There's nothing we can, you know, we can hang on to and no evidence when it comes to Darwinian stuff. Yeah. So, so we have to be careful. They're different arguments. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. And I think that's where Lyle was bringing that up. The young earth guy was bringing that up a lot in saying there are some variables in, he right. used how, um, light could move from, the stars to us or in terms of the moon right there's there's variables that's not always consistently the same but i think where he struggled was proving that that the differences that are in in there are large enough to amount to the huge discrepancy between billions of years and the thousands of years you know and you can say like a one-off thing where it's like well originally the mainstream science thought this but now it's different but yeah but if the difference is only by you know a thousand years or whatever it is sure. it's like that difference is not enough to actually prove the point you're trying to make with it sure right it was not saying that he's wrong or anything because <laughs> a lot of science depending on the science you're talking about which i think is, sure. that is very important that you know carbon 14 for instance can only be tested for um only dates, what is it dates rocks yeah for certain things right. and o- only that from within like five six thousand years well, its half-life is 5,700 right. years, so within 50,000 years. Right. Um, so, and I think that there is, you know, maybe an argument to be made there about why we see carbon-14 in certain things sure. that are apparently supposed to be millions of years old sure. when it's not supposed to have lasted that long. Um, not even close to that long. Right. Well, and, and not to cut you off, um, no, but sort of to cut you off. Yes, I appreciate um, that. <clears throat> <laughs> but the... Uh, being careful that those arguments aren't outliers, you know, like yeah. we were talking about tonight yeah. in counterculture, you know, trying to understand, okay, how do I, how do I present a case and that is consistent? And one of those things is, is that like, are you, am, am I arguing an outlier, mm-hmm. you know, something that, okay, you know, and I don't know what, how much carbon 14, I don't know any right. of that stuff, but but it's like, is it is that something that is consistent that you're just finding all the time, mm-hmm. or is it like, well, we found these, you know, we have we have a hundred samples or something, you know, yeah. which would be nothing, you know, in right. the big scheme of things. Right. 
And uh, well, so it's just a matter of we like, could get okay. caught into the same trap yeah. that the evolutionary people right. do because they'll find one little you know missing exactly. link and be like, look, this proves. Well, it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. like the guy, the, the Jewish guy who I love. That's in the he's in the Truth Project, I think, and he comes on. He's not even a Christian, right? Oh, but yes. he's but he's talking. He's like. You would need millions and millions and millions of these transitionary type right. fossils. And when you find one, you're trying to make that as your point to right. be like, well, evolution is fact, you know, kind of a thing. It's like th- these should be everywhere. You shouldn't have to go searching for them. Sure. Right. Sure. So, you, yeah, you want to build a case that's not on um, an outlier. Right. You yeah. should be able to see Just it. Just an odd thing that happened, you know. Yeah. Because um, odd things happen. Odd things do happen. Circumstances can can adjust things, especially the decay rate of different isotopes, you know. Yeah. Um, So. Well, this is what I was hoping that they would get into because, you know, the young Earth's whole model is pretty much built off of. It's the flood. Scripture and the flood. Because Hugh Ross does not believe in a global flood. He believes in a local flood where the flood of Noah, right, took out only the inhabitants of the earth and it was not worldwide in that sense and the reason that he has to go there is because if there was a global flood that would account for a lot of the things that we see and it would also give a lot of credence to the young earth view because you're seeing you know fish fossils up in um like the top of like mount rushmore and stuff where it's like well you know how would fish be able to get up here kind of a thing so the evidence for the flood can't also be at least i've never seen it be able to be explained from an old earth point of view that it could be a global flood and for me like you'd have to do a lot of stretching biblically a lot of massaging yes (laughs) to try to make that flood not a global flood especially when seeing when jesus himself speaks about the flood in noah's day and then compares that to his second coming when he's like this is how it's going to be at the end of the world when i come and I um, judge the world in its finality. It's not going to be a localized thing. Thousand year reign. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you got to hold it up closer. Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Just what I need, like... <laughs> Again. Another uh, Jamie that I can take with me everywhere. Put that in your pocket. Be hey, uh, James, should I buy this uh, this Coke at the store? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> That'll be a big help, you know? Do you want fries with that? Uh, no. <laughs> Anybody who needs to, like, wean themselves off of something? <laughs> Just Should get I have your... ice cream tonight? What, what's, what's, the, what's the Jamie say? Uh, no. By your take along, take along, Jamie. <laughs> For only twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> this is why we call him the insufferable pastor. <laughs> I, need, I, need a, I need a little figurine. Yes. It's like pointing at you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little bobblehead. <laughs> Don't you wave that finger at me, you little son of a gun. 
<laughs> that would probably I not last you off. too long Don't in one piece. Don't make me slap you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem with this button, too, is you could re-record what it says. Yeah, I know, it's wonderful. So, there's 20 different flavors. Send it in. Right. My monthly subscription. Give us, your, give us your best. What should Jamie say next? <laughs> That's great. Try again. <laughs> Does this dress make me look fat? Uh, yes. <laughs> There's um, one for people who need building up and one right. for people who need that's a little right. bit of, you know, humbling. <laughs> need to be torn down. Right. Get the condescending, oh, Jamie. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's great. I love it. Anyway, I, I think we should go through a little bit of the, you know, that they both had answers for the other, the other guy. So mm -hmm. they had the opportunity to, to rebut, and then they answer questions from the audience. And uh, my favorite question was the one about the, um, the light. You know, if we travel at the speed of light. <laughs> what do we what do you make it into the presence of God? Because God is light. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I couldn't Sorry, believe lady. that I they mean, allowed like, you know, that question to be um, answered. You know. It's just maybe, maybe the proper reading of scripture would help in that. I would like this. This is a good segue because one of the things that bugs me a lot is when people will take something in scripture that is in a completely different context and a completely different genre of writing and then try totally. to interpret that based yeah. on something else to <clears throat> prove their point. So, um, for instance, people use a lot of the day, uh, a day is to the Lord like a thousand years, right, right. right? And they say, well, so then when Genesis 1 <clears throat> says the first day, you know, yeah, what, evening and morning was, right, could yeah. be a first. But that passage in Peter is not talking about <laughs> that we don't know what a day is. It's not specific to that, yeah, a time period. Right. Yeah. So, well, for instance, that same person is probably interpreting in Revelation chapter 20 when you have the millennium, right, right, right. Um, which is a thousand years. Well, we don't say that that's one day. Right. Right. So to be consistent, right. yeah. you know, consistency. So that's, you're going to have run into a problem there, you know? So I'm not saying for one way or the other, but the point is like, can we know when Moses writes in Genesis, what uh, the first day was this, the second day and, and all of that. Is there a reason for us to conclude that he doesn't mean a 24 hour day or should we say, well, we don't know. He do, he didn't know, and a day could mean more than one day, sure. which sometimes it does. If it says in in the day of the Lord, or in right. the, you know, but I think it's very clear in the book of Genesis that we're talking about literal history. Adam and Eve, Jesus refers to them. He refers to he, God made them male and female. He refers to from the beginning of creation, the works of God have been clearly seen by the things that have been made. Right. indicating like this is not you know billions of years before where nobody could see what has been made for you know however many years <clears throat> he references noah in the ark right um and doesn't say you know this is like a figurative type of thing so um so there's different types of genres in scripture 
different just like when we write in poetry you know we don't expect that to be taken in a literal quote unquote right, you know right. way actually the literal way to read poetry is not in a like woodenly literal right fashion that's not the way that the author intends it to be accepted and that was one bone and to pick with Hugh Ross sure because um you know Jason Lyle the young earth was talking about Genesis right and like this is God did it this is how he did it and boom it's it's that easy and he Ross is like well we have to interpret Genesis based on Job and I'm like um Job is not in historical narrative right Job is in hyperbolic metaphorical language about um how we are not on the same level as God and God can create and all this but his Job's point is not to tell us how the earth was made it's a completely different genre of literature Right, exactly. And so we do damage to scripture when we don't take into account different forms of writing. And that's something we got it for every topic that you take. You're going to come to some weird views if you don't understand what you're reading in the context it was meant to be received in. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> context is, is king, really. I mean, just understanding who it's written to, you know, what style of writing, what type of writing it is, you know. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's so important to understand that. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, he was, yeah, and, and he brought up some other stuff, and he, he didn't bring up the scripture references for it, but I believe he said there are seven places the Bible tells us the laws of physics don't change. Right. And, you know, I, I, I have to look into that, actually. I, I'd like to yeah. find some, th those references. And, and this kind of goes to, Hugh's point. I, I wrote some notes while we were doing this tonight uh, in counterculture, and I was trying to figure out, okay, so these are two guys who are Christians, mm -hmm. uh, have different viewpoints, uh, different worldviews mm -hmm. established, but established by their understanding of Scripture. So... It's like well, okay, the world and so, scripture, like yeah. nature and right. he referenced yeah. the book of they're, nature. They're looking you know? at, yeah, looking at it that way. Yeah. Um, both things. But, and I, and I know where Jason Lyle stands, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's uh, a literal six day creation, you know, and that's, that's that. And uh, based on Genesis and I'm sure he, you know, you, other scriptures mm -hmm. and I'm trying to figure out Hugh Ross and and, I, and he kept mentioning, and you'll see it if you watch the video, that he mentions that the scripture says that there were no changes in physics till the second coming of mm. Christ. You know, so that's his foundation somehow. Mm -hmm. So he's building, he builds his belief on that. I, at least that's what I, it, right. it, it came across as. And uh, because you have to have something, you know, mm -hmm. with, with that, you know, being a Christian, like you, you know, you're basing your life on the, on the word of God. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I think he, I think he is, I don't, I don't get a sense that he poo poos scripture at all, you know, it, but, uh, yeah, but it's but he, just an understanding. It's he a clearly way of reading it. Yeah. He clearly is interpreting scripture <laughs> through the lens of what he observes sure. as a scientist. Sure. And you know, I don't know exactly where to like stand on that because I don't know science, obviously. True. But it's like science is going to prove that the Bible is true. Right. You know, um, but science is not necessarily going to prove supernatural events that happen one time. Sure. Right. Sure. And I think the passage that one passage out of the seven that Hugh was talking about would have been that Genesis eight one where it says seasons will continue how they've been. 
So like the laws of sure. how, so he's probably referencing that, which I think, like I was saying before, I think Jason b- believes in too. It's just that was established after all these miraculous right, events, right. you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. That's, uh, that would be a good point. You know, I love that verse. See, I like that. What Hugh Ross was saying that if light was traveling from the sun at, at a, a rate, what was it? Like, I forget what rate he was yeah, talking I'm about. I'm not going to remember. Then, then um, everything on earth would have been just right. decimated. Yeah. Because it would move that much faster. It would have been that much more right. intense. Like I we were think, saying, like we were saying if one little was thing was about. tweaked, right. they wouldn't be able to sustain life. Right. And, right. and Hugh is all about that, I think. He's, he's all about that fine-tuning, you know. Right. He's like, this is so perfect. Right. That, well, all Christians should know, be. Yeah. I mean, all, actually, all humans should what, be. <laughs> yes, all humans should be perfect. If they could only be like us. Yeah. It's hard to be humble when you're perfect. Um, <laughs> Um, but i and that's that thing called an isotropic synchrony convention which i'm gonna try and fit in i thought they were talking about a convention that they spoke at (laughs) i was like that's that's a catching name right there come out to the (laughs) i can't wait till the annual and an isotropic Synchrony convention. <laughs> they call it the. They're having it at the fairgrounds. The AISC. Yeah, they're having it at the Sussex <laughs> Fairgrounds. It's gonna be great. Two people are there gonna be. be. Probably <laughs> us too. <laughs> I was gonna say one person. The speaker is gonna be there. That's about it. I gotta make sure to be sick that day. Um, but yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Sounds like a really good time. But uh, but yeah, I think that's what that's called. You know, is that the, and there was a, I forget the scientist that he referenced, but he was talking about the, again, there, well, well, there's no way of testing, right? Which I don't, I don't get that. And I mentioned that tonight in the class. I don't get how you can't test the speed of light coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. It seems it. like an easy so, thing to, so yeah, you know, because well, to prove think about, they're... think about like, I mean, you have coherent light, you have lasers, they're mm-hmm. moving at the, moving at the same rate. It's not, it's just coherent. Mm-hmm. It's just tied together. You know, um, everything, all the photons are in line, you know, I think mm-hmm. don't, I'm not a scientist. Okay. I'm that not a biologist from either. Bulgaria. I'm not I'm a biologist. Telling, they're going to be like, no, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, you can rebuke me in the comments. I don't care. Like but, my, uh, but my Bulgarian accent there. That was, yeah. Was that Bulgarian? <laughs> that was like Russian. They're kind of like Russia, nice. right? Sort of, you're going to make me lose my train of thought, you know. Too late. <laughs> but, uh, but so I, I believe that light that's reflected off of the moon, it, it, it's moving. Uh, I think it takes, us, it takes 1.3 seconds for it to get to Earth. Why couldn't you set something up? I mean, it's not like, right. I mean, if we're going to the moon anyway, you know. Have we ever been to the moon? That's really the question. Next week on Counterculture. Oh. No, no, no. We won't be there. We won't be. Oh, man, we've been there before. Um, so what I'd like to talk about a little bit is uh, what we had discussed at the end in there. And and you can correct me if, if you think I'm off a little bit on it. Of course, you know, feel free. Oh, I definitely will. Um, but as we do these kind of things, like our goal isn't to get more knowledge 
you know, necessarily. Yeah. Just, just so we can be puffed up. You know, our goal is that we can be well equipped mm -hmm. to have a conversation with someone and not, n not be intimidated or, you know, not, not right. be uncomfortable with standing on the truth of God's word yeah. because, you know, we've spent time, you know, for a lot of people, it takes a lot of practice, yeah. you know, to be able to just know what they believe. What do I really believe right. about this? And to have the confidence enough to just stand on it. You know, mm -hmm. and there's different personalities that, that, you know, some people are just able to do that easier. Um, my mm -hmm. personality is I really need to, I really need to know what I, mm. what I believe. You if know, you're going to bring, really want to. Yeah. If you're going to bring something that is life changing worthy to somebody else, you got to know more than just, well, I just have faith. Yeah you know, kind of a thing. You got to know what in, does that person need right now that I can help them with. Right. And so, you know, if you're talking to a Muslim or if you're talking to somebody who is into the homosexual movement, you know, and the LGBTQ and everything, and they're saying that they need to be totally accepting, right? It's like, okay, how should I engage that without being a jerk <laughs> and still being in love we brought up in first peter three always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's right. within you but yeah. do it with gentleness and with reverence that's and, what i was addressing before oh when you said you know how to um when i was talking about like we need to be humble in our conversation and stuff mm, that's what I was yes to. yes yeah gentleness well, and reverence yeah so bringing Perfect. up scripture is that's always great. always a good good point yeah um i only remembered it was scripture exactly yeah joel you said something so great <laughs> <laughs> well oh, that was hate to Bible. break it to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you for trying great now i'm completely <laughs> deflated i need the i need the jamie button that's going to build me up now um i don't have one yet <laughs> look at there in the mail yeah you're great just something like that wonderful um no but how can we take what we have learned it's not just about us having knowledge it's about us using the knowledge that we get from god's word and then being able to impact the culture sure because you know how do you impact the culture one right. person at a time right you know if you have a chance that you can get into a, a position of leadership or whatever go and do that but normally it's in the your everyday life Right. You know, no understanding the truth, being able to share that with others with gentleness and reverence. Like you always say, building rapport with people, getting them on your side. And you know why? Because you actually do want them on your side in love. Well, you care about them. Right. Exactly. And, and exactly. it's if you really care, the conversation is sincere. Right. You know, and it comes comes a lot easier. You're not faking anything. And, and you're not trying to prove a point. Like that's something that when we were going through at men's Bible study, which mm -hmm. is at seven seven o'clock on Wednesdays, you should come out. Um, and, uh, ladies Bible study also. And, uh, and youth group. Amen. Freedom youth. Let's go. All right. But, uh, we're going through the, the gospel of John and there was just a, a, a verse that really stood out to me that, that never really stood out before, yeah. you know? Um, and it's where Jesus says that I'm not, I don't testify of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see, I do what I see the father doing. And as I'm listening to that, you know, what, what popped into my head, what it, what it meant 
you know, yeah. to me anyway, for, for that situation was um, that if you testify to truth, if you're arguing for truth, then like you're not there to win the argument. Right. It's because not, it's, not, it's your, not about you. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so I don't need to win. Right. It's not my goal to win anything, yeah. but it's my goal just to say, hey, you know, this is, this is true. Right. You know, this is true stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so it, it avoids a lot of that, like, animosity or mm -hmm. anything because you're just telling the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's all you're doing. And, um, and so that's, that's a good, I like that, you know, for me, that, that mm -hmm. helped me a lot. I would encourage everybody, watch the video. Right. There's a lot of stuff in there that is that we I'm could sure not cover. It's, it's well beyond in, in, in a know, whole lifetime. Most of us, you know, most people don't know what all these things are, but there's a lot of really good, good points. Mm -hmm. And it's a good point of view, you know, or it's a good, good attitude that to, to be able to, w to be willing to look at the other right. points of view, like we had said. Yeah. And uh, so I would encourage you to, yeah, to do it. And, you know, come out on friday nights yeah. 7 30 yeah it really is great it's a good time it is a good time and also you get to be deeper into the word yeah you know and that's the that's our goal our mission is that the church is not going to be afraid of the world right. because oh we got we're like sheltered you know it's like no you should be well equipped that you can get out into the world and you are equipped with answers to then be able to share with people and be like oh I'm glad that you have that point of view because I actually know something about it. You know, yeah. now if it's like, well, I'm an astrophysicist, I might be like, okay, have a great day. Right. Uh, here's a little um, Bible book. <laughs> yeah. <you're>, uh... <laughs> Sorry to waste your time, mister. Yes. Um, you have the floor, oh, astrophysicist man. Yes. But, uh, you know, our goal is, like you said, to go out and influence the culture, you know, and we just have to remember that Jesus is sitting on the throne, mm -hmm. you know, and we have King nothing to fear, yep. you know, and I was, we were talking about this on Wednesday night at men's Bible study, again, seven o'clock, ladies Bible study, shameless plugs and everywhere. youth group, you know, mm -hmm. so you should come out <laughs> and, uh, and kids team. Hello. Kids team. Kids team is for the little guys. Oh yeah. 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 Our little people. I forget all about the little yeah. people. But, but they're there's, important. Uh, they're the next gen. Amen. Game. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was, we were talking about, we were talking about the high priestly prayer in uh, John 17. Right. And, and we ended up like, I forget how it even got on the subject, but we were talking about um, like what, like what's going on in the, in the world today. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, I think, Oh, pastor Steve brought up the, the world. What is yeah. the world when he's talking about the world right. in that passage? What is he talking about? And then he says, I don't and, pray for the world. <clears throat> right. Right. Says, those I don't pray for me. the world, but yeah. I pray for, for those you've given me. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it was a good discussion. People are, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, we came to the world is, is a system that essentially everything about it feeds into our sinful nature yep. who we are in adam yeah like there is you know it it feeds lust of the that. flesh the lust of lust the of eyes the, the pride exactly, of life yep. that's exactly it and so um but then you know that transformed into 
talking about like, well, how do we, you know, how do we, we're in the world, but we're not of it. Right. And then we're, you know, we face persecution, we face all this stuff and, uh, and how to influence the people around us. And, and I was just like, you know, dude, we like Jesus says that he's overcome the world. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we have the Holy Spirit in us. We're children of God. Yeah. We're part of his kingdom and we're not subjects in his kingdom. We're a kingdom right. of we're, priests. We're kings and priests. Yeah. And so it's like, like, how do we, how do we, if we go into the world with that attitude, not mm-hmm. in an arrogant way, not yeah. in an angry way, but with a humble, but confident, right. knowing that Satan can do nothing. Yeah. You know, he can take our personal, you know, the world can take yeah. our personal, like happiness yeah. and affluence away, but it can do nothing to stop the kingdom of no. God. Yeah. The, the gates of hell will not prevail right. against it. Yep. And it's just like, it's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. We get know? so bogged down with the stuff that we see that's negative and that's, <clears throat> that's sinful that's going on in the world that sometimes we think that that's like our destiny or right. that's what we have to, right. you know, instead of being like, no, 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 we are their hope. Right. And we are the kingdom going out right. into the world right. and sharing the gospel. The right. gospel, like you said, Satan cannot stop it. He cannot stop it. And it the is the power of God and the salvation. The power, exactly. And, yep. and, and we have it. And we have, I mean, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God. It's just like. That's why Jesus says, take, take heart. Yeah. I have overcome the world. It's like, stop fearing yeah, or, exactly. or, or being discouraged about what's going on out there. It's yeah. like, take heart. I've already overcome it. Yeah. Now just go and be my disciples and be my truth vessels sure. to just go and be poured out into anybody who needs it. Sure. You know? And that's, again, why it's good for us to make sure that our, our worldview is lined up yeah. with Scripture. You know, and, and to be encouraged. Go out in confidence. Uh, trust God. Trust His Word. Yeah. It, it is... It's so true. And counterculture is so so great for that because counterculture, you talk about things that is not going to come up on a Sunday morning sermon, you know, and it's not even going to come up in a Bible study normally because you have a set topic and, you know, but this is stuff that is going on in the world. People have questions about these types of issues. You know, I've, I have seen them in my own life. And if I don't have any answers to them, then I'm not going to be able to be as good of a witness as I should be able to be. Right. Right, right. And so just having the tools in our toolbox to be as effective for the kingdom as we can. And make disciples. Exactly. Exactly. If we don't know what we're doing, we don't know what we believe, how are we going to disciple other people? Right. You know? Yep. Um, So, yeah. All right. So this pretty much wraps it up, right? So now you're all caught up. Yeah, you're all (laughs) caught up. Uh, So thank you for joining us tonight for counterculture catch up. If you enjoyed our discussion tonight, hit the like button, subscribe, you know, leave some comments. That would be great. I look forward to that, even if they're, you know, nasty or whatever, but it'd still be cool to have comments. Do it in gentleness and reverence, like we said. If you're decent, yeah, leave some decent comments. Um, And come out on Fridays at 730 for Counterculture at Freedom Church Mm -hmm. in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. All right. And if you need the address... I don't know how you go. <laughs> go to our website. Up. Go to our yeah, website. Go to our website. Freedomchurchnj.com, <laughs> actually. It is a com. Okay. It is com. Dot com. It was org, but it's com now. <laughs> We've been demoted. Um, anyway. All right. All right. Peace out.